0: Welcome
1: into Vandals Weekly, a excerpt of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. A little bit different uh, edition of Vandals Weekly this week. Usually we hear from Jason Eck, the head coach of Idaho, as well as an Idaho player. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict this week, so we were planning for Hayden Hatton, All-American wide receiver for Idaho, but instead... We're going to get to the other side of Idaho's matchup this week. Sacramento State head coach Andy Thompson will join us here as well. Andy, of course, uh, a familiar face and friend of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. He's been on here many times from his time as an assistant at Northern Arizona and Sac State to now as the head coach uh, of the Hornets. So Jason Eck first, Andy Thompson second. Big Sky Breakdown presented in part by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your business. Wanted out a lot? Visit bigskydefender.com. And Town Pump. Town Pump keeping us fueled up all season long. Brawl the Wild by the Mile back in full force at both here, Skyline Sports as well as ESPNMT. Visit townpump.com or sign up for the Town Pump Rewards. Town Pump Rewards are going to get you discounts on your fuel, good deals across the board, no matter where you're at in Montana. There's a Town Pump nearby we sending us to Ogden this week, so appreciate Town Pump for keeping us fueled up all season long. Here's Jason Eck, Vandals Weekly, here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again.
0: Save $0.05 cents on every
2: gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana.
1: Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs.
2: Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today.
1: Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, another edition of Vandals Weekly coming at you here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coulter Juana is joined now by Jason Eck, the head coach of the University of Idaho. Uh, he joins us each week here on Vandals Weekly, and we're into Big Sky Conference play. So, Coach, we'll, uh, we'll get into some uh, of the analysis and recapping of your non-conference schedule, but uh, now you turn the page. So what's this this week like, this moment like for a football team when you sort of transition into now opponents that you're really, really familiar with? Yeah, you know, I
2: think it's uh that's kind of the fun I think sometimes of coaching when you play, get into the conference schedule and you, you know people well, you know, uh so really our kind of our second year, you know, going against their uh their offense and then you know when uh, myself and coach Slicen, our offensive coordinator at South Dakota State, we played Sac State in 21. So really our third year going against their uh you know defense. So there's a lot of familiarity and I think you get to know those teams a little better. Each year, and then it's a little, you know, cat and mouse game of, uh, you know, you can't always do the same stuff that worked last year because they're going to make adjustments, and you got to be creative and find some new ways to attack them.
1: Well, your team coming off of a a hard-fought game, but a loss at Cal. So, just take me through what the last week or so was like. You guys beat Nevada uh, pretty handily. Idaho beats Nevada thirty-three to six two weeks ago. And then you're in the mix and winning against Cal, up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter and up 17 14 at halftime. Uh, but then Cal's pulling away. Before we get into sort of the details of how Cal is able to pull away, though, what's the process like of preparing to play a Pac 12 when you're coming off of an FBS win?
2: Well, it's a little tougher. I anytime you have a big win, you got to kinda of get uh you know everybody down to earth and you're you're dealing with uh you know everybody around campus all week is telling you how great you are after that. I, I think we navigated that fairly well. Uh you know, I thought we practiced well and I, I really loved the way we started uh you know against Cal. We came out uh, with a strong uh start but uh you know I think they played better as the game went on. I think they woke up a little bit and uh you know, we didn't do a good job on the momentum swung against us of getting it back. And, uh, we had plenty of opportunities. You know, I think there's uh, p- plenty of mistakes we made, uh, you know, things we can coach better as a staff, uh, you know, some just, you know, we got to tackle better. They, they created a lot of missed tackles, which you, you know, you're know you going to have more tap missed tackles than usual when you're playing a power five team. But, uh, you know, a little frustrating because you felt like it was a great opportunity. You kind of let slip away, but, uh, You know, now that we're through with the non-conference schedule, I think we're you know we're happy to be two and one. That's an improvement over where we were last year, uh, with only having one Division one win when we got out of uh, you know the non-conference last year. So, you know, now we uh, jump right in, and
1: you know, what, what better place to
2: do it with a team who's got a you know 19 game conference winning streak? Get them in the Kibbe Dome.
1: Sac State at Idaho this week. Absolutely one of the games of the week. Not only in the Big Sky but in the United States of America as well. Jason Eck joining us here uh, on Vandals Weekly. You guys, you mentioned, I mean, navigated the non-conference with a 2-1 record, Coach, and uh, not an easy schedule, but then it was accentuated by the fact that you guys had to go on the road three times. So how'd you think, I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but now that the, the sort of uh, month-long away from home is over, uh, how'd you think your team did it? And also just how excited are you guys to just be back at home?
2: We're very excited to be back at home. Uh, you know, the, the Kibbe Dome is a great environment to play in. Our, our students have turned out last year with great support, expecting the same this year. So, you know, like I said, I think overall we're happy uh, with where we're at. You know, I think when you look at it through the lens of uh, being up 17 nothing, you know, you, in that last game you're kind of frustrated that you're not 3-0. and But, uh, you know, I think when you take a step back uh, with the schedule we had, I think going uh, 2-1-1, uh, you know, puts us in a good position. And, uh, you know, now we got to get into the meat of our our conference schedule. And, you know, again, you look at, uh, you know, all the scores from around, you know, the nation, uh, you know, we're going to play most of the best teams in the conference. You know, maybe, uh, you know, UC Davis uh, is the only team we're missing. And, you know, I thought their result wasn't the most impressive last week. So, uh, you know, we go through it with, with Sac State and, you know, Eastern Washington having both the Montanas and Weavers. I think those five teams have all, you know, acquitted themselves nicely in the uh, in the non-conference schedule. And, uh, you know, a sack, I give them credit. I, you know, it looks like they haven't skipped a beat, you know, losing Coach Taylor and losing some, uh, you know, those quarterbacks last year in Scadaboo and Mapu. Uh, you know, they're playing very good football. And that was a heck of a win for them and really our whole conference with them beating Stanford last week.
1: Sacramento State goes to the farm and wins 30-23 to 23 last week. And uh, we'll be joined by Andy Thompson, head coach of Sac State, a little later on this week on the Big Sky Breakdown as well. So stay tuned for that. The, the Big Sky Conference coach, I mean, it has a in my 17 years covering it, has always had a, a well-regarded reputation nationally. But right now, I think there's as many contending teams as there's ever been. And a huge part of that has been the rise of Sac State, and not only the rise, but the ability to sustain it. I mean, they, they've been, you know, now one of one of the top teams in the country since the 2019 campaign when they first broke through and won that Big Sky title. But also, it's been because now uh, the reemergence of Idaho. I mean, that just gives another sort of core charter member school in the Big Sky that's competitive in football. And then you then you throw in, you know. The perennial powers like Montana and Montana State, and then you know Weber. I think you can call them a perennial power now because they've had a ten-year run of of being absolutely a Mm -hmm. playoff team, and they've been to the Final Four a couple times. In your mind, though, what are the factors that have gone into the Big Sky uh, getting this this much uh, attention on the national level and having this many you know nationally ranked and truly contending teams?
2: Well, I think it's, uh, you know, a few things. One, one, I think what separates it, what I, what I feel makes us the best, you know, conference is the, uh, you know, the depth of the conference, you know, again, I, I think you're probably going into a conference slate where it's probably fairly plausible for, you know, maybe six or, uh, you know, maybe six, maybe even seven teams that could, you know, contend or, or win the conference. And, uh, you know, I'd say there's about a 99% chance, like in the Missouri Valley Conference, it's going to be South Dakota State and North Dakota State. <laughs> For sure. Southern Illinois has had, has had some good wins. I'd give them the other 1%. But uh, So I think it's the depth. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of programs in our conference are investing in football and making a great commitment to football. I think we have great leadership at the, you know, conference office level with uh, Commissioner Sill, what he does to promote the conference, you know, getting us games on you know national linear tv you know like our game uh, versus montana this year and then uh you know, there's a lot of great coaches in this conference and uh you know i think you see even when there's been some changes you know, it looks like Sac hasn't you know skipped the beat getting coach thompson in there and uh you know coach hawk and coach vegan have done a great job there for, for so long and uh, you know coach hawkins does a great job but uh you know at uc davis there's there's a lot of you know great coaches great investment from the university and uh just great depth of the conference, which I think makes it exciting for our fans. Where uh, you know a lot of teams really have a shot.
1: Sac State at Idaho on Saturday in Moscow. It should be uh, an awesome contest. So let's talk about the Hornets a little bit, Coach. I mean, we already mentioned the the coaching transition yeah. under uh, from Coach Taylor to Coach Thompson, and uh, seems like that's been pretty seamless. Uh, but when you when you turn on the film and watch this Sac State team, I mean, first of all to start with their defense. I mean, they lost a. Uh, you know, the defensive player of the year in the league last year, and Marte Mapu, who's now starting for the New England Patriots, so pretty justified in how talented uh, that young man was. Um, but, but what do you see when you turn on the defense? What sort of stands out to you about Sac State defensively? Well, with
2: Coach Thompson still running it, I mean, they, you know, they haven't skipped a beat. You know, it looks exactly the same. There's been no, you know, change schematically, you know, to what they were doing uh, beforehand. Uh, you know, I think their D-line has got better. You know, that that's something that, that – uh me they have some good player development going on. I think Jet Stanley, number 55, is playing at a uh, you know a great uh, you know he, he's a power five player. You know he's playing like uh, no different than the Cal D lineman uh, the way he's going. I think 41 Deshaun Lynch has gotten better. He's gotten a lot added a lot of weight. He was up to 280. A kid who was more like 255 last year. Uh, Armand Bailey, he was all conference guy last year. He's playing at a high level. And then uh, they can cover, you know, they play a lot of man and their covers their corners can really uh, cover you, you know, number three, uh, Dylan uh, Juniel and number one, Caleb Nelson. So uh, it's an excellent defense. And I I think it's very well thought out their defense, you know, stuff they do complements each other, they have good blitz packages, so they definitely uh, present challenges.
1: They've always had a great ability to pressure the passer, and uh, the Jet Stanley kid really showed that last week, too. I mean, three sacks against a Pac-12 team is pretty darn impressive. He's the Big uh, Defensive Player of the Week. So uh, that factor, I mean, you guys, the fact that you got a quarterback that can move around in the pocket and and also has such great pocket awareness in Javani McCoy seems like a, a, an advantage no matter who you play. But, I mean, how big of a prioritization is it uh, keeping, the, keeping the quarterback clean and keeping the pass rush at bay this week? Uh, it's critical. And, uh, Giovanni's done a great job of eluding pressure. You know, I think we've, we've made some, you know,
2: forward progress with our, our offensive line this year. You know, I think at this point last year, three games in, we'd given up 10 sacks already. I think we've only given up five right now. I'd probably, you know, attribute that, you know, halfway to our entire O-line and then probably halfway to Vonnie, because he's been so good escaping and, uh, his pocket movement and things. So he he's, he's the biggest factor, uh, in that. And, uh, uh, he's got to continue to do that this week because they have a, you know, they have good blitz packages and they're, you know, even if they only want to rush three or four, they can get pressure.
1: And on the other side of the ball, um, it looked early like Sac State might employ this two quarterback system again. They did it so well with Jake Dunaway and Asher O'Hara for two years, and then Week One, they they were playing both Carson Camp and Caden Bennett, but it seems like they've settled on Bennett. And Bennett was was unbelievable against Stanford. I mean, over 200 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing, I think three total touchdowns. Uh, he's a pretty electric athlete, coach. So, uh, how big of a priority is that? And, and why do you think he is sort of the straw that stirs the drink for Sac State?
2: Yeah, he's an a player. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes in, in training camp battles, when you're not going live on quarterbacks, which, you know, hardly anybody does sometimes that elusiveness gets underrated for sure. You know, and uh, I think they quickly found out when they started playing other people that, no, this, this is the guy. And, uh, you know, I, I think he probably takes a lot of the best assets of the two quarterbacks they had last year. You know, I think he, uh, you know, runs it, you know, similar to O'Hara, you know, he doesn't you know, a little different style. He doesn't have that quite like jump over everybody like O'Hara did. And then he probably throws it just as good, you know, as, as the Dunaway kid they had. So he's kind of more of a complete guy who can do uh, do it both for him. He hasn't been sacked yet this year, which is impressive, uh, you know, especially when they've played a power five school. And, uh, you know, he's an impressive player. You know, again, I was I was hoping they'd have some drop-off quarterback, but I really don't think they've had any drop-off at quarterback. And, and, again, it might even be tougher to prepare for because, you know, they're running the full package with him where – you know, with the last quarterbacks, you know, you knew they were going to run it more with Asher in the game and, you know, throw it more when Dunaway was in the game.
1: Well, last couple things for you. I want to ask you just about quarterbacks in general because the Big Sky was, you know, forever had a reputation as a quarterback league, and there were so many different, you know, Walter Payton Award winners, whether it was all the different guys at Eastern Washington or, you know, the Doug Nussmeyers and, uh, you know, John Frieses of the world in Idaho, Dave Dickinson in Montana. There's been some of the great quarterbacks in the history of Division I, AA, or FCS have been in the Big Sky. But then – the, the, that narrative kind of got altered a little bit for a little while because Weber State, Montana State, they were beating people up in the trenches. I mean, Choke, Jeff Chope made the playoffs at MSU a couple times playing linebacker at quarterback, And but now it yeah. seems like it's come back uh, to what it's traditionally been, but sort of like the new age style right now. These dual threat guys that can move in the pocket, are really dynamic, really elusive, are sort of the, the trademark of the league again. And you yourself have one of those in Giovanni McCoy, so uh, two-part question: but What do you think of sort of the reemergence of, of how important the quarterback position is, and and how confident are you in the guy you bring now into this Big CIA Conference title race?
2: Well, you know the quarterback. You know, I think I don't know it was you know Orson Welles or something had that book about you know you know all players are important, just some are more important. You know, all animals are important. I think the quarterback's the most important guy, man. The quarterback <laughs> yes who can make it happen. Uh, that That's huge. And that, that is the big, you know, the big sky uh, legacy is those athletic mobile quarterbacks. I think, of, you know, all the big sky quarterbacks have had like great success playing in the CFL over the years. And uh, I think you're seeing that now. And uh, you're going know, to you have a great matchup in, in Moscow this weekend between Caden and Giovanni. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I love our quarterback. I think he's improved since last year, which, you know, sometimes can be tough when you have a really good freshman year to not have a a sophomore slump, but, uh, we, we have a ton of confidence. I I thought he played, uh, you know, probably the best of anybody on our team against uh, Cal in that game and really, you know, competed his tail off and and made a lot of plays. So, uh, you know, we feel very confident in that position. And, you know, I, I, you kind of, you go back and watch like, uh, you know, the games last year, now that you get in the conference play, You you know, part of our breakdown is watching the game from last year. And, uh, you know, he's playing at a much higher level now than he played in that Sac State game. Uh, last year and that's that's exciting
1: well last thing for you then uh top 10 matchup in the Kibby Dome that in itself is so awesome to say and hear for people that have followed the big sky for a long time and it's also awesome that it's involving two sort of these more up-and-coming programs like Sac State and Idaho yeah uh, playing there in Moscow on Saturday so um what do you hope uh plays out on Saturday coach obviously victory is is the key factor here but um I mean it's gonna be a, a cool opportunity for your program, and and, and uh, capitalizing on that opportunity seems like you could give you guys some momentum going into conference play.
2: Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, I, I'm hoping we have a great atmosphere in here. I'm hoping we get a great crowd. Uh, the, um, you know, it's the first top ten matchup in the Kibby Dome since like 1994. Jarek uh, dug that up in the uh, awesome. archives or whatever. It's it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, I hope our fans can be the difference. I mean, you look when you have two great teams playing, you know, you look at like that that South Dakota State-Montana State game, you know, this year, and, you know, it looks like the crowd was probably the difference, you know, in that game. You know, Montana State probably played them nose-to-nose or maybe even slightly outplayed them, but, uh, you know, had problems handling the the environment and had a bunch of false starts and things. So um, I'm hoping we can get that. We we need that because when you're playing a team, you know, like this who comes in with such a a long winning streak and, you know, they've been – you know, they won their last two FBS games. They're a great program. Uh, you, know, you need that little boost playing at home to sometimes give you the edge.
1: Jason Eck, Vandals Weekly here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Idaho hosts Sac State. We'll have a crew in town to cover this primetime Big Sky matchup. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. And uh, we'll catch up to you next week, but best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, Colton. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode and they can get you hooked up with everything from anaconda, copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more visit anodesigns.com you can also find them on facebook anode designs located at 421 east park avenue in anaconda you can find them on facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121 where we get all our gear from skyline sports anode designs in anaconda thanks to coach Eck for joining us now let's look at the other side of this matchup. Number four, Sacramento State. They're 3-0. They're coming off of a 30-23 to win over Stanford. One of the biggest wins of Andy Thompson's career in any capacity and certainly the biggest win of his head coaching career. Andy Thompson, a University of Montana alum, a guy who's lived a life in the Big Sky Conference, now the head coach at Sacramento State. He chimes in to preview the matchup with the Vandals this weekend here on Vandals Weekly. It's the Big Sky Breakdown. SkyhandsportsMT.com. Well, big Sky Breakdown, and now we are into Big Sky Conference play and certainly a uh, exciting time of year. And there's going to be a couple really big matchups in the Big Sky. Right now, you got four teams from the Big Sky Conference ranked in the top ten, and there's two crossover matchups. Sac State playing at Idaho and Montana State playing at Weber State. We're joined now by Sac State head coach Andy Thompson. And, Coach, before we preview conference play, we got to say, first of all, uh, congratulations on a great start to your head coaching career. 3-0 in the non-conference, pretty darn good. And uh, feathered your cap, highlight with a win over Stanford last week. So, uh, take us through it. I mean, what was the preparation like last week, and how are you guys able to go to the farm and get a win?
0: Yeah, it's, you know, same as we do every week. Um, you know, try to get the guys, uh, you know, dialed into what we're going to see, and uh, try to play as a team. I thought we did a good job of that. Offense, defense, and special teams all contributed to to uh, to a win. And um, trying to improve every week. That's really what the non-conference schedule is about is, you know, how much better can you get from game one to game two and then continuing on that cycle for the rest of the year. And I do think we're improving. Um, at the same time, you watch the film and the guys watched it on Sunday, and there's a lot of room for improvement this week with, you know, penalties we can be a lot better at and making sure uh, our run defense is, is, is strong. So, there's always something in coaching you can work on, and we're trying to trying to do that.
1: Matching up against a uh, Pac-12 and, and Stanford, but also having the the opposing head coach be Troy Taylor, what was that dynamic like? How did it, how did it influence you? Or I guess how did I guess what was it like just coaching against Coach Taylor for the first time?
0: Yeah, you know, definitely we we've shared a lot of ideas and we knew each other very well, and so I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of of having to do that you know, just because. Um, you know, you care a lot for people that you worked with and, and definitely care a lot about him, and, um, but at the same time, it's about the players, and the players play the game. There's no coaches out there on the field, and I really do think the players um, were excited to play because it was a Pac-12 opponent, just like they're excited every week, um, but a uh, different dynamic. i glad we're, we're past it. i um, glad that we were able to uh, find a way to get a win in the fourth quarter, and Now it's time to go to uh, Big Sky Conference play. Well, Caden Bennett has been uh, so good all season long,
1: but particularly it seems like these last two weeks. And uh, he's the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week this week. So uh, just talking about him, I mean, I I gather I know that you guys internally had a lot of faith in, but what has helped him uh, perform so well here early in the season?
0: Um, You know, I think a very uh, veteran offensive line. We've we've, kind of had some guys in and out of that, but we've got some really strong players on our offensive line. Uh, senior running back Marcus Fulcher is a really good option and then we've got a bunch of receivers and tight ends that have played football so I think the guys around him um, you know he's the point guard he's got to be able to distribute the ball to all the different um, guys that we have on offense and I think he's done a good job of that and then he's just explosive I would use that you know word to describe him he can, he can run he's probably the fastest guy on our team and he can also throw the ball um, on the move and he's made some plays with his feet and, uh, and he's made some plays you know moving out of the pocket. I think we had a fourth and three uh, against Stanford and he rolls out and he hits a receiver you know down the field. Um, so I think that that's a tough that's tough on defenses when you have a guy so dynamic that can run and throw. Well
1: and sometimes it seems like when you have all this offseason practice, you can't really truly tell what guys like him are like until you unleash you know, him in games. I don't know if he's specifically like that, but I've seen that with guys with similar skill sets to him. I mean, do, do you feel like now seeing him in games, he's he's really been able to show you his full sort of barrage of skills?
0: I think you're you're very correct on that, especially when you don't tackle quarterbacks in right, practice. Right. Right. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. So you, you make a great point, and you know he, he played behind two pretty good quarterbacks a year ago. I would say pretty good. I think really
1: good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you know he's waited his turn, and, and kudos to him. He stayed working at his craft and continue to improve, and and uh, you know he's getting his opportunity now. Even the first game, you know he was split in time and he played well, and and so now he's getting the opportunity and. Um, I just I really have enjoyed seeing his maturity level and seeing his leadership with the team because ultimately you know quarterbacks get judged if, if they can lead the team down and score points and he's done that um, and he, he, he'll tell you he, he still has a lot of improvement um, and he's, he's excited for the season and, but it, it's been great to watch him
1: on the defensive side what have you liked what sort of strides have you guys made
0: well, we just have all those guys back, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the best defenses I've been around have usually been junior and senior dominated and, and defenses that, that, you know, where guys have played multiple years, they just learn so much from playing in games. Um, and, and we've got a lot of guys on defense that not just have been here, but they've continued to improve. They've gotten bigger and faster and stronger. And they've been through you know, some tough situations and, and they know how to handle it. And they come out of that and uh, they're really playing well as a group. Um, you know, it starts kind of in the middle. Jeff Stanley had a great game last week, three sacks. And Armand Bailey right behind him had 11 tackles. And, um, you know, we've had some guys, you know, right in the middle of our defense that are playing well. And I, I do think our our uh, corners and safeties have improved a lot and they're, they're doing a good job. So it's been a it's been a group effort, but I do think we've got a lot of guys that have played a lot
1: of football on that side of the ball. Hey, Thompson joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Let's talk about Big Sky Conference play then. Um, you've been around the league forever, whether it's your time as a player or an assistant coach and now as a head coach. So um, I know you haven't played any league games yet this year, but how have you seen the league evolve? What's What's the same? What's different uh, from your, your years being a, a part of it?
0: Uh, I just think the university's investments in the football programs and athletics continues to grow. And you've got a lot of people that are, you know, giving resources to programs. And you're seeing these programs that, you know, have, you know, new facilities and and they're able to recruit a lot of good football players. And there's quite a bit of depth throughout the league. Um, And then just the skill players, like always, very talented. You know, we're going to play Idaho. That quarterback is as good as, as anybody. Um, you know, he won the Jerry Rice Award winner last year and sitting right there with another receiver that's really talented, a couple of receivers. Um, and then if you, you put too much on those guys, they got a really good running game. So I think you could go through almost every team um, and you could, you could see that there's really talented uh, players and there's universities that are really stepping up and, and making athletics a priority.
1: The, the uh, evolution of the quarterback, too, has been fun to watch because, I mean, the Big Sky was, a, was sort of branded as a quarterback league from, you know, the 80s when Boise State and Montana State were winning national championships to, uh, you know, up through the 90s with the rise of the Grizz. And then, you know, in the 2000s, Eastern Washington and all the great players they've had. It, there's been such great quarterbacks across the league for so, so long. But then there was like this moment in time where, North Coast State was dominating on the national landscape, right? And so everybody decided, well, we need to figure out a to way to go ground and pound, run the ball. And, uh, you know, so Weber State rose. Montana State with Jeff Choate rose and, and the sort of the style they like to play. But now it seems like the evolution of the quarterback is reflected in the big sky. Again, there's so many of these dual threat guys. You got yourself one. You're facing one today uh, this weekend as well. So uh, what do you think of just sort of the evolution of that position in the big sky?
0: Yeah, I think you're right on. I think, you know, it's no different than the, you know, all around college football you're seeing it. And, uh, you know, um, there's so many opportunities to throw the football in in a lot of areas in the country, and and kids have become really good at it. And, um, you know, football has become more spread out, um, and quarterbacks have benefited from that at the same time you know, uh, it still comes down to fundamentals in football. You still have to be able to, to throw and catch and, and block on offense, and then on defense, you have to be able to tackle and cover and get off blocks, so I I, I, I agree with you. Um, there's there's as much or as many good quarterbacks as there's ever been, um, but the, the way that the game is played, it still comes down to those fundamentals, and the teams that do that the, the best are, are going to have the most success, and each week you're kind of going back to that as coaches. And so it's Wednesday practice for us, and we'll be out there working on on those fundamentals because when you get to, to Saturdays, they show up big time. Apply.
1: Let's talk about this Saturday. They'd go into Moscow. First home game there for Idaho. And they've had a good non-conference. They're ranked in the top ten, so should be rocking there in the Kibbe Dome. What do you expect, and and what have you seen out of the Vandals on tape so far that uh, you guys need to account for this upcoming weekend? Yeah,
0: I think they're uh, they're very balanced on offense. Um, You know, they can run our pass really well. Um, You know, they give you a bunch of different looks. Coach X done a great job. Um, every place he's been and he's he's got a good staff there that's put together a lot of um, good players and they fit their scheme and they know what they want to do and and they're really good at executing it and then their defense has really played lights out they've done a great job and um, they're ahead 17-0 against Cal and and, uh, really was dominating the game um, against the good Pac-12 team so um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge Um, I think for us you know you know, every coach says it, but it's more about how we can improve and what we can get done, um, making sure that we're playing smart, making sure, you know, we're taking care of all the details to execute uh, the game plan and and then see how we do, you know. um, Our special teams, it'll be a huge part too in the dome there, uh, making sure they've got an explosive kick returner. So I think that's a huge part of the game is making sure that, you know, we don't give up any big returns. So all three phases got to be working to beat a really good football team in Idaho.
1: Well, Idaho has such uh, dynamic players offensively. So many guys that have made a ton of headlines all off season and, and early this season. But, I mean, the number one guy is Hayden Hatton. And, and I mean, he's just as prolific as anybody in the league's seen in, in at least a handful of years. So uh, what are the challenges of, of slowing him down?
0: Oh, just like you said, he's got great catch radius. He can catch the ball, you know, kind of anywhere. Uh, runs good routes, uh, strong. He's very confident, uh, and, you know, you've you got to be able to, you know, play tight coverage on him, and, yeah, and, uh, they make it tough on you because if you put, you know, more than one guy over there, they're going to run the football. Um, and So, yeah, he's a really good player. They do a really good job of featuring him, and, and he's just one of, you know, three or four guys on their team that, that can make plays. It's just not him also. Last
1: thing for you, then, uh, just keys for you guys. And what would a win
0: do in Moscow
1: for the momentum of your season moving forward?
0: Uh, you know, good way to start the conference season. It's a long year. Um, you know, you got to – you know, the last couple of years, you've had to win every single football game in the conference to get a conference championship. So, you know, you don't have a lot of room for error, and I'm sure the league's going to be that way, especially when you don't play everybody in the league. Yep. Um, so you've got to be ready to go right from the jump and – and, um, you know, I think the keys are always the same. you gotta, you got to be able to, uh, you know, score when you have the ball on offense. You know, you get limited possession. So points per possession is a huge, you know, statistic that we talk about all the time on offense and defense. You know, you obviously got to try to win the turnover battle every week. And then your special teams have to be able to impact the game. So those are kind of the three things we talk about all the time.
1: Danny Thompson, head coach at Sac State. They're on the road at Idaho on Saturday. We'll have a crew there in Moscow covering the action. Coach, I know it's a busy week. Congratulations on the successes so far, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for taking a minute.
0: Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, Coulter. You guys have a great week, and I'm sure we'll talk later in the season.